What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 27th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to talk a little bit of some Thursday recap, a little Christmas Day recap, some injuries we just found out about, and a lot more. All right, so let's just hop into this. We had a, it's kind of been a weird week. Christmas week is always really weird. Uh, we only have, I think, what is it, 22 total games on the uh, on the week so far, so we don't have a lot to analyze. But we've actually had quite a bit of injuries, especially in the last two days. Uh, really, the headline right now, and I'm doing this about one Eastern time uh, on Friday, so we're still waiting for some specifics. But really, three key players got hurt on Thursday. I wanted to kind of talk about that first. So I think probably the the worst two are on the Kings. That was Marvin Bagley in the third quarter, hurting his foot, went up to grab a rebound. Um, you know, he kind of like limped up, uh, like if someone stepped on, it's almost like you know, someone stepped on his foot. Um, I couldn't, couldn't quite see, but, um, you know, he was kind of, he was moving all right, but he was, he had a hitch in his giddy up and, you know, trainer checked him out, went back to the locker room after that. And then fast forward, he left in a walking boot. Um, no update again as of yet, but they didn't say the x-rays are negative. That kind of made me a little nervous. But we'll see what happens with that. And then De'Aaron Fox, just in the first quarter, back spasms. He's had back spasms before. Looked pretty bad. So he's probably going to miss at least one or two games. Uh, hopefully it's nothing serious. But, yeah, that's a rough one. Um, just with the, I guess we'll just start with the Kings and kind of go over that. I, I guess the headline on the positive stuff is, oh, my God, Rashawn Holmes is ridiculous. Had a career-high 18 boards. I believe he had uh, 12 second-chance points, eight offensive rebounds. Just total stud. Um, you know, he's been basically like a, a, a second round guy, uh, this season, just unreal. He's going to cool off a little bit if Bagley's back and okay, but I still think he's fine. And we kind of knew this, uh, once we, he really just dusted Dwayne Deadman. So he's ready to roll 45 minutes last night. It's just insane. Uh, and then, so with the Bagley stuff, it was actually Trevor Ariza who really picked up most of his minutes. The Monday B elites have played just 16 minutes in a revenge game, mind you. So that was kind of interesting to see. It's not like Ariza was playing really well either. Um, and then the other, they were playing a lot of Bogdan Bogdanovich at the one uh, in the overtime frames, which explains his 40 minutes. I think Joseph was at 38 uh, going into the two overtime frames. So, yeah, I mean, I guess Joseph's kind of just like an okay pickup, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just boot Yogi Ferrell out and play Bogdan a little bit more or very little amount of playing time. For Yogi Ferrell, so I wouldn't even really add him in like super deep leagues. But um, yeah, like Bielitsa would have been a for sure drop if Bagley didn't, uh, if Bagley had stayed healthy in this situation. So I'd still probably hold on to him to see what happens. But if if Bagley's okay, uh, I think you're gonna probably want to drop Bielitsa, um, and then you know see what's up with the Reza. I guess uh, if he does miss some time, but no one I'm really excited to add. Uh, Harrison Barnes played big minutes at the four. Um, four slash three next to Trevor Ariza too, so uh, that's something to watch there. Buddy Hield got in a little bit of a confrontation with Luke Walton, but you know he still took a lot of shots. Was a big part of overtime when they lost. So yeah, I guess let's just stick with this game uh, to go over what happened with the Wolves. Uh, Robert Covington finally had a good game. He's been just horrible his last seven games, so it was nice to see him kind of get going. Had a big block. Uh, finished with 19, two blocks, eight boards, uh, 40 minutes. So that was big after only playing in the 20s. Uh, had a head injury, though, but he's okay. And Gorgie Jang, man, uh, just a monster game. Season high 21, 15 boards as well. Even three threes. He's been hitting threes. I think he's got like 
11 threes in his last four games or something like that. So he's been just awesome. You know, just lock him in your lineup and then just hope Cat comes back. Hopefully, like I said this last week, if you have Cat, you need to get Jang on your roster um, to be safe. So hopefully that, that worked out. That's, I have my all my Cat shares I have Jang, and I thought I'd be getting smoked, but I'm doing all right. So that was definitely key. But, um, yeah, uh, so uh, Jang, just keep him rolling. His I think, so Cat was getting closer. He was going through warm-ups, had a sleeve on his knee, but the beat writers were saying he didn't look like himself, so he might be one or two games away, maybe maybe the next one. But that's nice to see. They're obviously being careful. They did snap their losing streak. Ryan Saunders seemed pretty relieved after the game, talking about uh, how guys just uh, stepped up. And he actually had said, so if you noticed, uh, the minutes for his starters, four of his five starters, Covington 40, Wiggins 44, Chang 41, and Travion Graham 40. Um, and then... Jeff Teague played most of uh, the fourth and both the overtime frames while Napier started and got 22 minutes. Uh, and he had said, like, okay, we're my guys are exhausted. I want to take them out, but they're playing too well, and I trust them. So that was um, a good like, you know, good sign of trust on, I guess, Travion Graham like, for super deep. We're talking, like, 20-plus. Um, but uh, Wiggins and Rocco, that, I thought Rocco was probably the bigger one because, you know, he has a lot of knee issues. So it's nice to see that Saunders still trusts Rocco. So a possible buy low guy. Uh, he's going to be a little bit risky late in the season just because all his knee injuries and possible shutdown risk. But you could probably get him pretty cheap right now. I mean, uh, I get asked every once in a while to drop Lord Robert Covington. Um, but yeah, I think this could kind of get him going. Uh, and I guess Napier could, should have some short-term value. There was a little bit of confusion um, with the lineup sheets and the reporters saying that Jared Culver was going to start, but uh, they went with Napier, and I think they're going to want to stick with that. That's what they were going with before Napier missed Monday for an illness. So, you know, super deep. You know, he missed all six three-pointers, but he could shoot threes. Uh, his assists are okay. You know, pretty good offense for him. So I think Napier is more of a stream guy. Uh, obviously, on Saturday, you're not really going to need to stream him uh, with 14 games on. So, uh, and just quick note on the schedule right now. So with the light day today, Light day Sunday, and then a 14-game Saturday. Uh, if you're sh- listening to this on Friday afternoon and you want to save moves, pick up Hornets. Uh, they're the only team that plays Friday and Sunday, so I'm streaming a ton of Cody Martin. Um, you know, If you're in a little bit of a shower league, maybe you can look at Marvin or uh, obviously Miles Bridges is on some wires in shallower leagues. Give him a shot. But um, that's you know, it's a weird week. You know, Most of us should probably have a lot of moves to go. So, you know, if you can maybe even save them for next week and get you off on the right foot on Monday, um, just because, again, the overall light amount of games this week is kind of odd. So the other injury was Bradley Beal. So he was kind of stretching out his right calf. It was a little bit uh, on the outside, um, you know, on the muscle. They called it right leg low, uh, lower soreness, uh, or you get what I mean, lower, lower, sore, uh, lower leg soreness on his right leg. So... That's something to watch. And, man, the Wizards broadcast, they had just Beal for 10, 15 seconds just distraught on the bench as they were getting blown out. Did go back with the trainer. Um, Scott Brooks kind of downplayed it, said that you know Beal wanted to go back in, and they were just down by a third. They lost by 30, so and they were down by, I think, 30 at the end of the third. So there's no reason to play him. But uh, looks like he's going to be okay. He's going to be questionable for tomorrow, so... Um, that could be something to watch. We don't know exactly what the soreness is. No word of an MRI. Don't know if he got hit or whatever, but 
Yeah, I think Beals should be okay, but definitely with the Wizards at nine and twenty-one and kind of losing their momentum that they had kind of built up. You know, they were we talked about them being like twentieth net rating, you know, about three four weeks ago, and they've really fizzled out. So, um, but yeah, a lot of value to be had here with so many guys. How Thomas Bryant's getting a little bit closer now. He still doesn't have a target date, but you know, at least we're not. I think I don't think we're looking at like. All-Star break, I think it's going to happen at some point in January, so that's good to see, so I'd definitely pick him up. But, um, yeah, a whole lot of value to be had here. Jordan McRae, I thought he looked great uh, in 15 minutes. Did have a minutes cap on him. Didn't really play much with Bradley Beal. Um, did a little bit, though, so that's something that we're going to want to watch. Uh, we saw them play a lot of McRae in small ball lineups as even a three, um, and obviously he's more of a natural too. So I think he's a guy that's going to be sneaky to use, and especially for DFS. We know Ma- Orange Mamba could fill it up. So I like him. And Troy Brown Jr., who sh- who's ahead of McRae in the pickup scale here. Uh, he's looked really good his last two games. And again, there's just nobody around this team that can produce. Jonathan Williams, I think, is really going to be a big part of the rotation. He played 33 minutes. Uh, I think he played the full fourth or something, like, something close to that. But garbage time boosted him. But he was still looking at... Pretty good minutes. Pretty much he's just... Honestly, he might even start for Isaac Bonga. Uh, Bonga just played seven minutes. So I think uh, Jonathan Williams is going to be pretty sneaky char- or pretty sneaky play uh, for DFS. His price is probably going to be pretty low. And then Pasekniks has been, like we said, uh, coming into the week with uh, so many injuries to Davis Bertans and obviously Bryant and Mo Wagner still out. They need him to play. We And on top of that, Jan Mahimi can't play minutes. So... Um, Pasekniks is, is a guy that I think I would look at, you know, and um, talked about him a lot on the last pod. Um, you know, very much five feet and in kind of a guy, but that's fine. Um, I, I think he's going to click. He may even start soon. Uh, there's really nothing they could do with Yamai Himi, especially with how poorly he played against Drummond. So um, definitely a guy who's trending up uh, for as raw as he is. Can't trust Admiral Schofield. Ishmael's all right. Isaiah Thomas is going to come back, so that could hurt Gary Payton, who's been awesome in the last two games. Had a six-steal game in his Wizards debut. Still got 31 minutes and played pretty well. The 10-5-5, and five, two blocks and a steal as well, and two threes, so just, like, awesome line from him. But, uh, you know, he's long enough to play the two, could play some three even. We've seen him um, just, you know, have value at times. Very spotty, so, um, yeah. Again, it's kind of open season, Look, and we kind of know this. The, the, the more teams are hurt, the more pickups there are going to be. And there's just any depth that you play in. Uh, there's somebody on the Wizards you could consider here. So, yeah, just to run it down, I'd, I'd probably go Brown over... Brown's like the top, and then McCray or Pasechniks after that, and then Jonathan Williams. I think all all should be worthy of consideration. Um, and they're ridiculously available. I think Williams is 1%. He may be in still zero. But, yeah, kind of buying that. Uh, Garrison Matthews is going to go away with McCray back. All right. Uh, Pistons. <clears throat> Christian Wood cleaned up in garbage time, finished with 22. So, yeah, we know this. Uh, you, the, the Pistons, as much as they won that game yesterday, they're going to fade. Uh, and they're going to shut down Blake. Maybe we hear some drumming rumors, which is probably unlikely. But Christian Wood just has to play. He's a super talented dude, total stat stuffer. So he's him and Melton are really two guys that just kind of have to be stashed and just hopefully things break their way because of their permanent output. Uh, and then Luke Kennard's also hurt. Uh, he has at least two weeks. With this. We've been talking about this a lot too. Since the summertime, Dwayne Casey tipped his hand saying that Kennard had knee tendonitis he was dealing with over the summer. And ever since, that put Kennard on my do not draft list. Uh, and that's kind of 
uh, coming to fruition here. So Svi Mikhailuk is going to probably get some starts. Uh, obviously, just a three specialist. I streamed him everywhere. I needed threes yesterday, and he hit four. And he took nine attempts. So he's got legit, you know, two and a half, three threes per game upside uh, until Kennard comes back. I think Bruce Brown could still start. Um, they may start him over Tim Frazier, who feasted in garbage time with 17-6. and six. So there's a lot of value to be had on this team, too, uh, with Kennard going down. Uh, and we know they're going to manage Blake Griffin, talk about him being a little bit of a decoy as well. So, yeah. Um, and Bruce Brown looked Bruce Brown had one of the best lines of the night. Um, 12, 5, and 5, two steals, a block, and two threes on 5 to 6 from the field. So he looked healthy. Uh, definitely a guy I would pick up. He's uh, I'd probably still rather have Wood if you can afford it. But, you know, if you're hanging in 4th and 5th and they keep Wood at this 12 to 15 minute range, he played garbage time, you're going to be fine with that. I, you know, he, he may play 12 minutes, but his stats are going to look like a 23, 24 minute per game player. Uh, which is fine. And then again, late in the season, could hit the jackpot. Uh, Pistons' schedule's not that good down the line, but obviously if, if Christian Wood does get to 28 minutes per game with Blake getting shut down or whatever, you're going to be just chilling. Uh, so that covers that game. That was really the highlight. I guess let's just stick with the Thursday action because we had a whole lot to talk about. Uh, man, the Nets, uh, eight two-pointers for Lois in the shot clock era. Just uh, Julius Randle out three or out two them uh, nine to eight. That was hilarious. Um, they were five of twenty at the rim. Pretty much just total throwout game. They just played horribly. Um, nobody else scored more than ten besides Spencer Dinwiddie and Luawu Cabarro. was in single digits late in the fourth. Got a late bucket to put him in double digits. But yeah, um, really nothing to say here. Spence has been. A monster. Got to the line 17 times, too, so that was big. But, um, yeah, he's going to just be a monster. Kyrie's still out three games. I don't even know. We don't even know when Kyrie's coming back, but it feels like it's going to be a while. It's going to be at least three more. Karis LeVert getting close, and Karis LeVert maybe coming off the bench, which kind of makes sense because he did, really didn't play well to start the season. So making him more of a ball-dominant guy in the second unit until he gets his momentum back, I think that's kind of a good plan. So definitely pick up LeVert. Um, I think Joe Harris is still going to be pretty good, but obviously Garrett Temple will lose minutes. Um, and then, you know, Wilson Chandler's and those dudes. Musa will go away. Pinson will go away. All that stuff. But, um, yeah, the Knicks, uh, Julius Randle's kind of picked it up. Uh, I would probably consider him a sell high just because this is kind of what he does. He'll have good games and bad games. But, yeah, good game for him, 33 points. Uh, Alfred Payton has totally ran away with the starting point guard job right now, so he's a guy who definitely needs to be owned in more leagues. Um, yeah, uh, Julie, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Taj Gibson's wasting time, but it doesn't really matter as long as Mitch Robinson get his minutes, gets his minutes. Excuse me. So not too much fantasy goodness in that one. Um, some fantasy goodness on the Grizzlies, and just DeAnthony Melton again keeps going off. Like, and he's so potent with how he produces his stats. Like I said, like him and Christian Wood are kind of identical. But over his last eight games, per 36 minutes, if you kind of extrapolate that out, you're talking 15 points, 9 boards, 7 assists, 3.0 steals, 1.23s on 43% from the field, 79% from the line. And as we've been saying, he's basically just straight Dylan Brooks' backup. His last seven games, he's played just three minutes total next to Dylan Brooks. That's that's horrible. Um, so that needs to change. And we talked about 
we talked about this for weeks now that there's so many ways that that can change and you know I didn't think that the favorite would be for him just to outplay Brooks and take over as a starter but that's got to be on the table now like we talked about Solomon Hill or Jay Crowder obviously getting traded but yeah uh he again he, he just keeps coming he played so well late in the game yesterday um as the Grizzlies just took over uh to get a, a road win uh, at OKC which has been a pretty good place to play they were 11 and 5 coming into that game so you know it's uh, besides the non-elite teams they're one of the best home teams in the NBA so uh Jaron Jackson Jr has really just found his groove right now um yeah the the blocks are coming around his threes are just uh, helping his value a lot so he's just monster mode uh, it's kind of it. Brandon Clark's been a little bit underwhelming at times, but as long as he's getting 20 minutes and playing every game, I think he'll be pretty happy just because he's so efficient. Uh, OKC's not going to have Danilo Gallinari for they, they so them and the the Hornets. Uh, I mentioned them. The Thunder also go. They're even better. They go Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So if you were smart, you were streaming Hornets uh, coming into the weekend. So. Uh, and that's going to help guys like Shea and Chris Paul had a really big game. But uh, and Dennis Schroeder actually had a weird ankle twist. He's probably going to be on the injury report today. Um, it looked like it was bad. It looked like it was a, like a left uh, left ankle and then you know, everything else. So um, that's something to, to keep an eye on. Oh, man. Mike Conley's still going to miss more time. Uh, I'm reading my updates here. So uh, I guess let's just jump to Utah with that. Um, Joe Ingles, man. Just total domination. Uh, he's been like an early round guy lately. Uh, four, he started four, uh, 14 points on 5 of 5 from the field in this, uh, the first quarter or so. But he's just on fire. Donovan Mitchell has really just been unstoppable uh, over the last 7-8 uh, games. Last 7, I think he's at 27, 6 assists on like bang and shooting. Uh, so Donovan is just crushing. So this is obviously good news for them. Uh, we saw Jordan Clarkson make his Jazz debut. Not a very good game. He's a pretty easy drop. A guy who was kind of okay as like your last two or three guys on your bench in a deeper league or even a 12-teamer. But I would just let him go right now. There's just so much more talent on this Jazz team compared to Cleveland. Uh, Gobert's been great. Uh, Royce O'Neal continues to really pick up about, I want to say, about half of Conley's minutes uh, that were vacated. So he's... You know, not great per minute, but those guys that play mid-30s, um, they could have some value. So, um, definitely a guy I would consider. Bogdan's going to be pretty good. Like, we all know the deal there. Uh, the Blazers, we saw Anthony Simons, who was kind of left for dead. Uh, a guy we thought was going to pick up some value after the Rodney Hood injury. Didn't really happen. It was kind of Bazemore mixing in good games and bad games. And then Simons playing minutes in the teens with really nothing. But had a career-high 10 rebounds. Uh, played late in the game. Uh, as the Blazers almost pulled off a big comeback, um, you know, I think they were down 18 or something uh, going in, going into it, and yeah, they just looked great. Uh, Scalabissier didn't play overlap with Whiteside now that Melo's back, so uh, Melo's cooling off a little bit, which we kind of all expected. Uh, maybe the wear and tear of the NBA season's getting at him, but McCollum played pretty well. It's kind of what we know. And then um, Dame. Um, Dame's back. Uh, usage rate's back up close to 30 again after a little bit of a dip in November. So uh, he looks ready to roll. Uh, moving on, we saw Luka Doncic come back. That was really, I guess, the probably the big headline story. And looked good. 9-23 from the field against DeJounte Murray's defense. That's totally fine. 
Uh, said he was extremely tired compared to running a marathon. So Doncic is ready to roll. Um, obviously, I don't know anyone in their right mind that would trade Doncic when he got hurt. But yeah, he looks awesome. Um, nothing really to say. Uh, uh, so I guess we could. Uh, Delon Wright kept his minutes, so I think that's kind of key. He was really coming on prior to his groin injury earlier in the month, and then it's kind of taken him a while to get going. So the groin injury combined with the Luka Doncic injury kind of made it tough to gauge what was in store for him. But what has been in store has been great steals. He's had monster steals numbers really since Luka went down. Um, and yeah, they do like him. Um, we, we saw over the summertime, we thought they were going to start him uh, and play him next to Doncic. But Tim Hardaway Jr. has played great um, to help space the floor. So, But I still think Wright's good. Like He's going to have... Plenty of steals, maybe three, four assists, even just 20, 22 minutes. So a guy I definitely would consider picking up. He's kind of like DeJounte-esque, you know. Um, DeJounte, just a bad offensive game, but three steals again. Ten straight games with two-plus steals. And he's just, the steals are just like weak, winningly good steal numbers. Um, Trey Lyles cooled off. We kind of knew that was going to happen. And it was kind of a mess after that. Um, just... San Antonio, man, 12 and 18. Things are just not going their way right now. So that kind of covers it for the Thursday games. I guess let's talk some Christmas stuff. And it looks like LeBron's going to be okay. So he took a, a knee from Pat Beverly to his groin, and that was what kept him out uh, last week. Uh, so that's something, or you know, a couple games ago, excuse me. So looks like he's going to be okay. So hold off on adding whoever you're going to add. I mean, there's like as, as crazy as it is, maybe JaVel McGee, but like besides that, like you're not looking to run to go add Contavious Caldwell Pope. You would add Kuzma if, if he's if he's available in your league. I'd imagine he's probably not. Like Just because the Lakers are so in the foreground, people just like, oh, let's grab Kyle Kuzma. He's playing. I see him on TV. Okay. But Kuzma's not really that good for fantasy anyway. So uh, it's good to see LeBron's going to be all right. Something to watch with two groin injuries. This is it looks like it's contact though, so this isn't like the same groin pill that he hurt on Christmas last year. So that's just again, uh, I wouldn't be too nervous about LeBron you know, in the short term, but like we always say, you know, the more you play, the more you're at risk to get hurt. So I think they're going to probably be careful with him. But on the, the good news is though, is the Lakers are kind of losing ground uh, on the one seed, so that's really good for the Clippers. They're only two and a half up. They've lost four straight games. So everyone's freaking out. Uh, we know everyone's talking about making trades and this and that. So, yeah, uh, it should be fun. Like, we'll see what they wind up doing. But uh, I don't know why they don't start Alex Caruso. I- I'm a big Alex Caruso should start guy. Uh, Avery Bradley can't make shots. His defense has really not been as very, very as good as it was, really as good as it was earlier in the season. So, yeah, uh, you can't obviously add Caruso because he's not really doing anything right now. But um, I just feel like they need to make a change. I think they probably will make a change at some point. I don't know if it's going to be uh, for the next game or, or what the plan is. But they, they ha- if they lose another game, like they have to make a change. I don't know who they play uh, tomorrow. I think it's somebody easy. Oh, they play at Portland. So that's I mean, if they lose that game... Uh, and Portland's playing a lot better. There, there could be some changes to the rotation regarding um, Bradley. If you remember back in the preseason, Vogel had talked about how he wanted another ball handler next to LeBron to take pressure off him. 
And, well, I want to say, like, second or third game of the season, uh, Caruso started the the third quarter, excuse me, because um, they wanted another ball handle out there. So, again, something to kind of uh, deep leagues to keep on your radar. Uh, moving on, I guess sticking with that game um, with the Clippers, I mean, it's, we kind of know what's going on. We finally got to see how dominant the Lou Williams, Pat Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Trez Harrell lineup could be. Uh, it's only been used for 14 minutes uh, in the fourth prior to Wednesday. Uh, so we kind of saw that make an impact late in that game for the really the big win. That was just, that was a, we had some bad games on Christmas, but that was, and I, I mean, the New Orleans game was good too. I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, there's just no value in this team for waiver wire stuff. Um, yeah, uh, the Bucks got blown out. I mean, it's a, such a hard matchup for Giannis against Embiid and Ben with all that linked out there. Uh, the last two seasons, obviously he had the bad game this this game, but he's only 31 of 66 from the field in the last two seasons when Ben and Embiid are on the floor, so that's 47%. That's obviously way below where he usually is. Um, 3 of 11 in the last game, so that pulls him down a little bit, but... He's fine. He's got the back-to-back coming into today. Should be all right. Um, the ESPN broadcast noted that he had a little bit of a back issue that they were kind of monitoring. So um, possible back-to-back. He definitely could think he could sit out one of these two games, uh, especially uh, against... You would, you would think he'd be more likely to sit today uh, against the Hawks on the road, but never know. Uh, and I think Giannis, I mean, Giannis is playing through a lot of injuries, so he looks like he wants the MVP again. But not too much else going on with the Bucks. Um, George Dante DiVincenzo keeps picking up steals. George Hill's been solid. Uh, Middleton had a great game. I think he had um, 14 points in the final seven minutes uh, on Wednesday. So Middleton looks really good. His usage rate's kind of climbing, too, so Middleton's kind of getting hot here, especially if Giannis is banged up. I guess really the star of Christmas was Damian Lee. Um, outscored and outboarded Giannis. Uh, so go figure that one out with his 22 points, career high 15 boards. I mean, yeah, pick him up. He's been pretty hot for really the last five or six games. You know, I think Eric Pascal getting hurt opens up more minutes. They're going to run more three-guard lineups uh, with him out of the mix. Uh, I think Pascal has to be a drop uh, in a lot of shower leagues. This hip thing is just keeps coming back to bite him time after time. So uh, I think that would help out Kai Bowman, Alec Burks. Both those guys should be on the radar. Especially, I mean, Burks is probably already owned. But uh, Glenn Robinson played really well. So, um, again, so a lot of value to be had here. But, um, yeah, Damian Lee, I don't know how he didn't get picked up in more leagues. I think he was 20% yesterday. So definitely a guy to consider there. I uh, have some Rockets injuries here just as we're going through the news. Uh, Eric Gordon's going to be back, it sounds like, this weekend. Russell Westbrook is going to rest one game in a back-to-back. That's pretty standard stuff. Um, and then Quinn Capella, he's banged up. So Gary Clark uh, on the radar if you want to stream a guy and you need somebody for Saturday. Um, I think he'd be a guy to look at. Uh, it probably is a, um, a back-to-back thing on Capella. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not, but you know, be careful um, with Capella. But yeah, I think I think either way, you're gonna want to play Gary Clark, even though it's a tougher matchup. They'll probably play a little bit of Tyson Chandler, probably start him. But Clark's the guy you're gonna want to use. Um, PJ Tucker will play a lot of five, so that'll help out Ben McLemore and all that. Especially if Westbrook's out, like Ben McLemore's gonna be chalk on DFS. 
Um, Daniel House is really heated up. He's still way under-owned uh, in season-long leagues. But, yep. That covers that one. Uh, and then, I mean, Boston-Toronto, we saw really not much going on there. Uh, Jalen Brown was awesome. Fred Van Vliet was great. But Chris Boucher is still kind of clawing for upper teens minutes, we hope. Um, but he's been really good. Had, the obviously, the monster Sunday in that crazy 30-point comeback. But yeah, I guess we'll wrap it with the Pelicans, and this is what this is what I love about Drew Holiday so much. I mean, he, the steals numbers are so good. He's the only player. There's only been two games this season with a player with 20 points, five assists, and six plus steals. Drew Holiday has both of those games. So I mean, he's just so good. Um, you know, he he really swung that game with some key with some key defensive possessions. Um, and this is what we thought: the Pelicans had a chance to be good. Uh, and to go up in altitude and win that game um, was big. And oh my God, Derek Favors, man! This another guy who were like, this is what we, this is what we wanted to see. So um, he's gonna kind of be a perpetual sell high player when he gets hot, just because he's hurt all the time. But I mean, this is what we kind of thought we could see: multiple blocks, uh, good rebounding numbers, you know, even eight assists. That was just that's un- unheard of for him, career high too. So he looks good. Josh Hart's kind of on a roll. Uh, Lonzo had a good game, so he looks like he's going to be okay. And, yep. All right, I guess moving on to Nuggets. Not a whole lot to take away here. Yeah, I don't really have anything. Jokic has been fantastic. That's really been key uh, for those of us that drafted him. I have, I have him on one team, and I was hanging like fifth, sixth place, but now it's looking a lot better, and I'm hopefully if I win this week, I'll be in second. Before we jam, I guess let's just talk about the column I wrote yesterday with pickups. Just to kind of go over what I was thinking here. Uh, I don't know how Aaron Holiday is only 12% owned. been talking about him for two weeks. Uh, just keeps earning minutes, and he looks just awesome. So um, needs to be owned in more leagues. Derek Jones Jr., 14%. That has to be higher. Chris Boucher is still 27%. Like, I don't know what's going on here. I mentioned Alfred Payton. Uh, but I thought really the big pickup of the week is Kevin Porter Jr. Um, only 2% owned, but uh, played nine minutes next to Jetty Osman on Monday. And I'm going to play a little bit more, too. Uh, we saw him next to both uh, Sexton and Garland in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I like him, man. He's been really good. Uh, he, he produces. You know, he's not quite Melton-esque, but it's kind of close. You know, 15 points, six boards, four assists, 1.7 steals, 1.93s uh, per 36 over his last 15 games. So pretty decent sample there. You know, great shot selection. Not a bad free throw shooter. So, yeah, uh, he's probably my favorite deep league pickup of the week. Uh, and we saw him when he had the career high game two weeks ago. Uh, he was really on everyone's radar. Uh, I mentioned Rondé briefly. He's still the guy I'd rather have over Norman. I'm sorry, over Pat McCall. I've done that a couple times. I keep calling Pat McCall Norman Powell. But, anyways, um, yeah, I think he's still going to be all right. Uh, I mentioned Troy. Oh, Frickin' Korkmaz. Didn't mention him. He looks like the clear winner from the Matisse Thibault injury, so he's a guy I would definitely consider. Mentioned Svee, mentioned McCray, mentioned Pesetniks. Um That's kind of it for the the pickups. Again, kind of a light week. So, you know, keep an eye out. We're obviously going to have a lot of people to pick up from Saturday. Should have some today. But, yeah, it's uh, you know, we kind of figured out where we're at. You know, if you're not trusting your guys right now, you know, and, and you feel like they don't have the upside, let them go if you find someone that does have upside. All right, so you guys take care. Enjoy your weekend. Catch you next time.